We're back. Yes, it's another Martsville podcast. Me, Chris, and Carl, all on our lonesome again. We've got no guests for the fourth week running. Um, Chris got a good topic this week. Now, this is a strange one, considering he's just got married only months ago. Chris, what's your problem with marriage? Or oh, what do you want to talk about as far as marriage is concerned? Do you need help, Chris? <laughs> yeah, now be careful. I am going to be quite careful on this, but is it an outdated... Is it outdated? Does, does marriage even really matter too much anymore? Surely the, the idea of getting married is that you love someone. Do, do you need to do that in front of God? And do you need to do it legally to, to, to show someone that you love? Well, can I just point out, first of all, you didn't do it in front of me or Carl. All right, sorry. <laughs> I just had to get that in there. <sighs> Gosh, I feel like you're a bit bitter about this. No, no, not at all yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, so I think what your question probably relates to then is the the union of two people in the eyes of the government or religion. Where did the concept of marriage stem from? And does it have to be such a formal process for, yeah, because when you get married, you enter into a legal agreement then with that other person to say, you know, it's fifty percent this and blah blah blah, religion, whatever. Is that necessarily? Because if you, I suppose if you think of the human evolution, marriage doesn't necessarily make sense because you don't want the strong genetics only going to one family. You want the strong genes spread out over as many families as you can. So ultimately, the guys or yeah, well, pretty much the men back in those days, the strongest men or the men seemed as the most desirable at the time. Would have had all, would have had all the perks, and they would have had all the fun. Over time, that's obviously changed. Now that there's so many people in the world, you, you can't do that, unfortunately. And you've got to have, not got to have, but it's it's more about a one-on-one personal relationship, or there are variations thereof. But it's all. I feel like there's a lot of pressure or a lot of peer pressure from society for people to conform to marriage got to get married and then you're going to have children and you've got to do this and you've got to do that but there's a lot of people now and Ricky Gervais is a classic example of this he's been with Jane Jane for 40, 45 years something like that a very long time they've never entertained the idea of marriage because his his belief is they're in a relationship they love each other quite complicated what what does marriage mean to them it it changes nothing it's just it's a one time ceremony that's going to cost him an arm and a leg just to prove to everyone else that I think the average wedding costs about ten grand. And that's a lot of money for he, a normal person. His net worth is about two hundred million. Yeah. Ten grand to him is nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, his <laughs> wedding would probably it would be fairly extravagant, I'd imagine, yeah. with the, all the uh, stars and the yeah, exactly glitz. But I think it's it's the concept to him that entering a legal agreement with his girlfriend doesn't change the way that they live their life. They, they don't need to get married to prove to each other their feelings and they don't need the law to get involved to say that they're in a relationship. They don't need any external body or the signing of any documents or papers to prove their existence or justification as a couple. So with marriage, you know, what, what does it do? Well, it goes against... The continuation of the human race from what you've said just now in that you know man's seed is supposed to be spread out here there and everywhere so that uh, you know we can spawn more children and everything so if you're just committing yourself to sort of one that's going against 
what we're supposed to be doing. And I suppose, yeah, I suppose nowadays, even if you were single, you wouldn't go around impregnating <laughs> loads of different people and having like 20 different children. That'd cost a fortune in child benefits. Well, I wouldn't because I'm white. But I mean, generally, <laughs> it, it's... It, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a camera going here. Oh, <laughs> Carl's me. gone to pieces. I know exactly what he's referring to when he <laughs> says stuff like that. <laughs> I don't say it. <laughs> no, it was me. I'll, t- I'll take the rap for that one. But I think, I think it's a union. Now that there's enough people in the world and there's not a constant threat of our population declining, there's always babies being born and whatnot you don't need the strongest gene pool to keep the population going we've got enough now so that this is where culture comes into it people have got the choice to to be with who they want to be to spend their life with that one person etc etc but i think the generic model of a a man and a woman staying together for the rest of their lives isn't necessarily the it's not what we should keep pushing in society. It, it's completely irrelevant, to be honest. You've got, um, you know, if, if two people do love each other when they wanna st- and they want to stay together forever, then that's, f- that's fantastic. But that's, that's seen as the baseline. That's the stereotypical relationship that a lot of conservative people push as what's normal. And I don't think that's right. I don't think marriage is normal in any means it's just, it's an expensive day if you want to celebrate with your family the fact that you that two people are going to be together forever and that's great have a you don't need to spend like 30,000 quid on one single day to prove to everyone that you want to get married and i think a lot of these ceremonies and a lot of the the events and everything associated with marriage is indoctrinated into people at a quite a young age. Well, it is, but people also make th- like to make a commitment, don't they? And they, they're yeah. making that commitment. It's not just a legal contract. They like to make a commitment in front of their friends and family. But can't you so, do that without the legal contract? Well, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. I mean, formalities, really. What would, what would happen there? Would you still... If would you still think right? Okay, I want to make this. Um, I want to make a point of making a serious commitment to my to my partner. Um, so I'm going to throw this big lavish event. The only thing different would be, I won't be signing a bit of paper. Yeah. And I suppose if you if you've got the money, then it's it's yours to spend how you will. If you want to spend fifty grand on 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 a wedding for two days or however many days it is to celebrate the union of two people, then that's fine. But the majority of the population don't have 10, 20 grand to spend on a wedding. And a lot of people go into debt to pay for their wedding as, I suppose, if it means that much to them, then they're happy to take the, the burden of debt. But the novelty must wear off really quickly. Yes, you've probably had a, a great weekend together and you remember it for the rest of your lives. But, you know, six months later, when you're crippled by the debt, the novelty of that weekend is wearing off because it's putting a massive strain on your yeah. life because you're still paying for that event and then at that point. If it's, I mean, divorce then. I mean, relationships break up, things happen sometimes and people change over the years and then it happens. So when you're married, you legally have to get out of it in a legal manner, which can be expensive and messy and hard and, and all sorts. Cause I know they've changed divorce law slightly now, haven't they? So you used to have to have both people consent to divorce, whereas now you only have to have one party consent. Because yeah, uh, abusive uh, relationships yeah. and yeah. things, yeah. Because there had to be a reason before, yeah. didn't it? You had to come up with a, a sort of a, 
they had a list yeah. of reasons you could get out of a marriage and now it's like well you know, I've had enough yeah if you, yeah. yeah like I, I think there was one woman on loose women uh, I saw a clip of it when they were talking about it and she said that she was going through a divorce um, with and the, the, both of them were amical about it they didn't they wanted to, to break up and both of them realized that but when she started doing the, the, the papers she had to put five reasons why so she just made up things and then rung him and said you're going to see these ignore them I have to do it which is wrong. You shouldn't have to. No, yeah. you shouldn't yeah. have to justify it. It's just like any other decision. If, you know, if, if I, su- I suppose it depends on the commitment, but like a relationship, if you decide to get married, you're not saying, right, I'm with that person forever now. I can't make a decision either way. You should have the freedom to go, no, well, it, it hasn't worked out. If it, yeah. Particularly if you're both amicable about it. If you'd go, well, at the time we got married, it seemed right. 20 years later, we're, we're different people. Yeah. We're drifting apart. Let's just, go our separate ways it's more damaging how the hell can you sit there and go right i gotta think of five reasons now why we don't like each other when we just yeah, we're just, just drifting apart we don't necessarily not like each other you just you're not destined yeah. to be together forever so i think the law it's good that the law has changed it seems quite archaic in the sense that it's probably more beneficial to the man to say well if my wife is trying to divorce me she needs a reason why that's probably where it stemmed from and because you know men have been a problem for everything. <laughs> um, White men are dicks. Yeah, we. <laughs> not us. Don't shoot the messenger. It's our ancestry, you know. We're, yeah, we're trying to change it. We're trying to change it for the better. But the, I think the concept of marriage needs to be looked at. I think if if two people want to commit, and that's great, but I don't think that should be pushed as the stereotypical relationship for modern society because. You know, if if you're with someone you don't want to get married, fine. If you're with someone or you're with multiple partners and you have multiple wives, that's fine. It's your life. If it's all consensual, you can do whatever you want. I don't I just don't think there's no reason to push a stereotypical relationship. There's no reason to push marriage as the norm. People should just be left to define what their own relationship is and carry on doing whatever they want. There should be no pressure on people to to ever get involved in that type of union. See, the bizarre thing to me, right, is, and now you could have some guy who's worth, just for an example, um, 10 million. He's got oh, 10 like million Bezos. pounds. Yeah, he's billions, isn't he? You could have 10 million. Now, he could meet a girl who's got nothing and be married to her for a year, and then she can turn around after a year and say, i fed up with you now. i found somebody else. I'm going to divorce you and go off with him. I want half of your 10 million. That's... Bonkers to me. It that's, is bonkers. That's where the prenup comes in. How is that even uh, suggestible, allowable? And I think, and I agree with Chris, you should, it, those people in that situation have no obligation to turn over their money to someone they've been married for for just a year. But the problem is, when you ask someone to, to sign a prenup, the, the stigma is that you're almost not saying that the relationship's doomed to fail but you're not giving it a full you're not giving them you're kind of putting one foot still out yeah Yeah. you're not fully committing you say right we're going to get married but if this all goes pitong you're not having a penny from me because you don't deserve it now when you look at that logically that makes sense particularly for short-term relationships so if that guy was an, an entrepreneur and he'd made tens of millions before he'd even met her she should only be entitled to the money that he's made during their relationship. She shouldn't have any any say in what he's made should, prior to that. Should 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 she though? Say if he 
if if you know tomorrow I became a millionaire and I earned that money myself, should it be half hers as well? Because she didn't put any input into that. She didn't do anything. I think the justification is that what's yours is mine. It's sort of that, but if if you're in a relationship together, then in some way you you're having you're influencing her life. So if you're in a relationship together and you make millions or whatever it is, then she can claim that she may have been part of that process. She may, her her partnership with you could have inspired you to make whatever it was. She could have afforded you the time to do it. You doing that has somehow impacted her life because she can't do something like say if if you move to a different country or you move to a different location and she went with you. If you made your millions because of that, then she was part of the decision to go there. That's where it gets incredibly complicated. I can understand that. If, if, if they put the effort in, but say hypothetically everything was, was even across the board, neither of you were helping the other one, so to speak. You were just living together and, and, and being married. And then you made it on your own back. So you create something in, in your, your, your shed or something that it takes off and it's a million-pound idea and you're the one who's put pretty much all the effort into doing it. You haven't changed much about your lifestyle. All you've done is taken an hour out, whereas going to the gym, you're making this product. You're the one who's put everything into that. And I think these questions only pop up when things go do Pete Tong. So mm. if, if the relationship goes fine for the rest of your lives, you're more than happy to share the wealth with the person that you're with. But when it all goes wrong, well, they just want your money then. They just want half of it because... It's human beings, isn't it? We're greedy fucking cretins <laughs> on this planet. So when all the when all the money comes into the situation, like Jeff, uh, we use Jeff Jeff Bezos as an example because he's probably the ri- he's the richest man on the planet by a country mile. It was it 128 billion or something absurd like that? He's just been divorced, a very amicable divorce with his wife. I think they just accepted that they're no longer together, but she gets 36 billion, or was it 3.6? She she gets billions from that divorce and I think the con- she loses all her shares in his business and a few other things but ultimately she's now a billionaire from divorcing the richest man in the world but they were together before he made any money yeah because he started the online bookstore didn't he which is what Amazon originally yeah. was um, when he was with her so they've they've built this up sort of together so she gets billions from that she, I don't think, I don't know the specifics. Was she ever employed by Amazon in any way, or was she just Jeff, I, Jeff's wife? I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing she must have. Well, she hasn't. She, she's got big shares in the, uh, yeah. in, in the yeah, company. She, she might have helped him start it off, mind you, and just said I want some shares. Put a bit of extra money into it. I suppose that seems like the most amicable. I use that word a lot, but th- they divorced on good terms, and they've they've reached a settlement that they both seem very happy with. There was no animosity yeah. between the two of them. So I suppose that's not the best example of things going Pete Tong. But I think there's been a few cases where some... I think Arnold Schwarzenegger has been divorced recently, but he brought that on himself by cheating on his wife with a maid who looked like a fucking... I don't even know what. It's Arnie. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it in style. Don't cheat with a maid that looks like a rock. But there's been a few examples where sports stars have... You know, they've... Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger Woods is Wayne a classic Rooney. example. He's a moron. Wayne Rooney. You know, people who... Moron. <laughs> they get married at a young age. 
they let the life take them they get ahead of themselves and then eventually they lose everything when their wife has had enough and I suppose it's even if people didn't get married it, it wouldn't prevent their relationship from developing any further you'd still have children you'd still have the the sharing of resources if you're in a relationship you'd buy property and all that sort of stuff so the, the marriage part seems more like a tick of a box for society to say almost say oh yeah they're married or it's almost a, sort of a label for people rather than just saying they're together you'd say well they're, they're married or they've been married for x amount of years but it doesn't matter how long they've been married for you could have been in a relationship for 15 years and then got married so you being married for one year is just one year of 16 the marriage part's irrelevant really so it's what implications would that have i don't think it would have any well potentially legal implications obviously if if <coughs> the law changes about marriages you know how would you determine the split of resources if a relationship ended after 20 years where as opposed to a marriage because i think anything outside of a marriage is, it's not a civil partnership in the eyes of the law so it doesn't matter what happens you're there's not no, entitled yeah there's no legal precedence you can't yeah. i suppose if it was if, if you if you could be amicable am, am, yeah, then uh you would probably work it out logically and find out what's the best route if you're not then i think you would just have to be the case of you you have what i you keep what i've had or, or I've, i keep what i've got and you keep what you've got and then the rest will sell and split do you remember all of us a few years ago with the the csa the child support agency no. well they created the child support agency for sorting out um uh, when fathers mainly uh when a couple had split up and maintenance payments for the children but but what they were asking for was crippling people so um for example the wife would say yeah i've had enough for you now piss off um i'm keeping the kids whatever like they always get away with and then the CSA would get involved and they'd say, all oh, right, okay, absent father the, that's, you know, lost his family. <coughs> You've, um, you're bringing home £1,200 a month. Uh, we're going to take like £700 a month off you. And, that's, and, that's ridiculous. And pay it to the kids. And they were huge amounts of money that they were awarding to, um, to the thing. Now, yes, obviously the father would want to support his children, but the amounts that they were asking for and forcing them to pay or you'd go to prison was through the roof. It was ridiculous because now he's lost his home, his family, his wife, whatever. He's got to pay out most of his money every month to support her and, and the he kids. He to live in a hostel or when, something. Yeah, and then they can't afford then to basically you know, rent a place themselves or whatever. So their lives would be completely devastated. And the child support agency's attitude was... Yeah, but you know you've got to you've got to pay for your kids and you've got to look after your kids. But well, yes, but it has to be fucking realistic, yeah. Surely, if he's paying for his kids, he should have right to see his kids. And if he's living in a hostel or something, then you've got no chance. And, and to be fair, they shouldn't prioritise the life of the child over the bloke. I, I, I get to the point that you have to support your kids, but as a parent, you generally do that anyway. You it's got to be reasonable. You can't. That guy can't sacrifice his entire life in that situation he's probably better off going to prison because he's got no life now well outside they were. of that or or topping themselves yeah because like they just were left with nothing they'd lost their families so they're already sort of heartbroken and suicidal and then you know to, to be put in this situation where you pay us sort of most of your money 
to give to the uh, to the children uh, and your ex missus. You'd have to live if you if you had parents still. You'd have to live with your parents for the rest of your life, just to afford the payment. And well, you certainly wouldn't be able to pay rent or anything like that. No. You'd have to live in shared accommodation, and even then, it would be a stretch. And people could pay. move on. I mean, these guys couldn't move on and get a new relationship with a new wife and everything because yeah. all the money was was going. You Quite know, right for America, isn't it? It's very big in America where the, the yeah child support is a yeah. huge thing in America. I don't know how it works but in the UK. I don't know how one hundred percent how it works, but with the divorce thing as well, I think in America it, the woman is entitled to X amount of money each month from the partner, the ex-husband. I'm not hundred percent sure if that's correct or if it works like Christ. that. But I'm sure there is a system in place that they get an X amount of money from that partner every month. And I think the frustrating part about these legal things is that it takes it takes away the responsibility of the people in the relationship. So if you get into a relationship with someone else purely so you can sit back and coast, knowing that if you get divorced, you're going to get 50% of it, that's not fair on that individual. Whereas if take all that aside... If you got into a relationship and you knew that if it ended, you'd be left with nothing or whatever you have now, there's a some responsibility on you to make sure that you're not just sitting back with your feet up. You're contributing to that relationship financially, and you're also preparing yourself for the future because you have to have a realistic output on you know what may or may not go wrong. So it's a it's a toss up between making sure that because. You know, if you get married and the relationship turns abusive, then yeah, you're entitled to leave. If you weren't married, you wouldn't have to go through all the bullshit of legal counselling and all that. If you're in a relationship with someone, you just leave. Um, I don't, I just, I don't personally think marriage brings anything new to the relationship. If anything, it just brings more complications and more implications for a divorce rather than just ending a non-civil relationship. It yeah. seems to cause more problems. And potentially, it's always been skewed in the past where, all right, I suppose it's been skewed both ways. Now it seems to favour the woman more, whereas if you get divorced, she gets everything. She gets yeah, the kids and so on. I was about so to forth. say, it seems as if a lot of these laws are against the male. Like you said, with the, the, the child support thing, if, yeah, the, parent, the, the dad should support the child, but if he physically can't, then there has to be some sort but of. Does leeway. it work the other way around? If the if the father wins the custody of the children, does the woman have to pay child support in the same amounts? Because that's the only fair way. Yeah, I don't know, but I I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure that the women always wins custody. It's just how it is for well, some I reason. I suppose as long as they've got somewhere to to live, doesn't matter if they're living with their parents or on their own. Or doesn't matter. They will have custody of that child. Just seems like they haven't found the right balance because if, if prior to that you had to justify a divorce, that seems to favour the man more. To say, well, that woman can't leave the relationship for for whatever reason, or you have to justify it. But now, it seems unevenly skewed in the favour of women that men wouldn't see wouldn't be seen fit as single parents to those children. So it's obviously it goes to the mother in the more maternal situation there. It doesn't seem to be. A right balance. But if that marriage didn't exist and there were children in that situation, then yeah, I suppose it would be complicated. Who would, without marriage, if it was just a normal relationship that had children associated with them, who would end up? That's where you just got to think logically. You just have to just throw emotion out for a bit and think logically about Maybe how. Maybe it would wise, wisen up society. Only have children when, you know. 
Yes, it's a difficult one. When children get involved, it becomes incredibly complicated because it's very hard to say who should be, who is the more fit parent. Sometimes it's obvious if the father's got a great job and the, it's, I'd say this horribly, a trophy wife. If it's just a wife that does absolutely nothing, in my opinion, the, the father should get the child because he's the one that's earning the bread in that family. And if the woman has nothing after that relationship ends, unless she can prove that she gets a job and is able to support that child, the logical choice would be the father. But in an mm. equal relationship, both parents are technically equally responsible, you know, unless there's any medical issues yeah. that prevent it or anything like that. But that, that's just when you'd have to, you know, try and work it out between each other. Yeah. And, and I think outside of for the kid yeah outside of marriage it's more of a a decision between you and the families involved in that but when you get married you've got the same conversation but then that becomes spiteful and then you've got all the legal yeah. costs and implications and if that gets, if that gets dragged out you go bankrupt just from the legal costs let alone the, the implications of you having to pay for different things so it just seems like a disaster but on just a marriage front though because um, we've ended up on uh, Divorce more than marriage. <laughs> um, a, a marriage contract then, get actually getting married is all to do with rights, isn't it? As yeah. well, and tax breaks and and you know that that sort of thing. So, would you agree it's okay for two men or two women to get married? Because personally, I think that's fine. Yeah, no, I have no yeah, issues with that. Yeah, so yeah, if, yeah. If, if they're making a commitment to each other and they want to get married, and I've never understood why it was such an issue for so long. No, no. If, if two people, whatever they are, want to make some sort of commitment in front of everybody and a legal statement saying, yeah, we, we, we intend to spend the rest of our lives together, not that it ever happens, but, but the idea is there. And I think when people do it, that's an intention at the time yeah. is that this is going to be, you know, this is going to be for life. Because I don't think anybody actually does it and thinks, well, I might get a couple of years out of this, but uh, yeah. you know, when you do do yeah, it, it's best intentions. It's yeah. best intentions, yeah. It's, it's, you, you, you are getting married for life. I don't like it. So why did it take so long? Because of us. Not us in particular, but human race just not being able to accept something that's not the norm. I think religion and culture are way behind where they should be. Yeah. It doesn't matter if if two men, two women, two half men, two half women, whatever your genetic makeup is or whatever you identify as. What's a half or what would you do? Yeah, I wanted man. to ask him that. Better yeah. both. If you you gotta Hermaphrodite. Yeah, if two hermaphrodites want to get married, how that will work, I don't know. But uh, Inter- intersex, that's what they're called now. Intersex, is it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. apparently there are three genders, officially. Male, female, and intersex, those that have both. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a, a dick and a minch. It's a scientific <laughs> problem. It's very unlikely. I think it's a very small percent that you will get born with both sets of genitalia. Mm. But if you do, then I suppose technically yeah. it's not... G- generally speaking, I think as well, they kind of make a decision quite quickly in their life of what, what one they want to do. Yeah. Well, that's what they're saying, is that the parents tend to decide and they shouldn't. what they should be, and that shouldn't be the case. You no. should let the child decide once it gets older and mature enough to decide, you know, or, or I'll stay as I am. The Orville does a very good one for that. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, with the um, the baby that's, and they're all male. Yeah, yeah. and they, they basically force them to change the sex to a male because their planet is just male. It's all males. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, so when a female is born, they change their sex instantly. In an egg? Yeah, in an egg. That he sits on for like 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, the, in, anyone should be able to get married to anyone. There's no, There shouldn't be any restrictions if two people want to declare their love in that regard, and that's fine. 
But what confuses me is marriage even extends to people and inanimate objects now. Yeah, someone got married to a train station. Yeah. How the... How... There's another person who got married, married to a zombie doll. What happens if the train station wants to get a divorce? <laughs> what happens if that train station wants half of that person's... How, who is speaking on behalf of that poor train station? Who, I'm going to say it. Got raped into marriage. There, I said it. Because if that train station isn't <laughs> conscious or has no way to object to someone to wow. marry in them, that train station has been forced into marriage with someone that they might not want to marry. So I feel sorry for the train stations and those Ferris wheels that are getting forced into marrying these weird people because they don't have yeah. a say in the matter. How is that fair? If in the eyes of the law, two people have to be consenting to marry. They have to be of sound mind to marry. So you have two sane people marrying each other. How can someone marry an inanimate object because that that object doesn't have the representation to say, yeah, I want to marry that person. What does it mean for the people who own that train station to know well, our train station is married to that person. What, what's that person doing? Why are they humping the tracks? What's going it's, on? Why? It becomes a legal thing. Like, actually, <laughs> legal. Like, you know, you got married to a train station and you have documents to prove that you're married to this train station. Would it become yours? I don't know. Well, you'd be responsible for it. Yeah. So, would you you'd own the train station? <laughs> you'd have to make sure it was maintained. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Would you own the train station? And, and then, and obviously, when you got divorced, you'd have to make sure it was still getting maintained and swept regularly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've never understood. Yeah. How does the ma- how can the law extend to people marrying whatever they want, not who whomever they want? It should, it should be only like you said, two sane people. You can't marry a dog, for instance. Yeah, the dog's can't. not going to know what's going on. Damn it. <laughs> Because that's illegal. Bestiality is illegal, and and rightly so. Why should oh, people yeah. be you know fornicating with animals, poor things? But then equally, why are people yeah. trying to get off of train stations? Just I know that it's clearly a mental disorder, and, and I've got no problem with that in itself. But as a society, we shouldn't entertain the idea for those people to get yeah. married to a train station. Yes, you could argue that. If that person's got a mental disorder, then why deny them the right to marry the object of their affection? And I suppose that is an argument one but way, but it, it surely we're screws. kind of like, if they have got a mental disorder, we should be helping them, not just letting them do things that I hate to say, but out of the norm, because they clearly need help. So, the, do you see what I mean? Is yeah, it, is it an example of this as, as a, somebody yeah, actually yeah, married so a railway station? And this, this is the thing. I think that the thing is because it, cause it's a video <laughs> on it and it was all over social media, what we've done is if that, if that person has got a mental illness, we've publicised it and made, and made a joke of it, which should never have happened. No. It, was, it should have been stamped out early. She should have had the proper help to realise that you can't marry an inanimate object and not plastered everywhere and then everyone have a little giggle about it. Because if it should have been stopped instantly, and I think, but the problem is, is proving that she does have one. Because yeah. you can have people who are have got mental illnesses and are perfectly sane at the same time. Yeah. So it's very difficult to prove. Yeah, the problem is in that situation, we've allowed her. If you're going to take it seriously and say, okay, we're going to consider you marrying that train station, then in the context of her mental disorder, you have to treat that train station as a person. In the eyes of the law. If it's two people marrying each other, regardless, then 
in that situation, if you considered the marriage between a person and a, and a train station, you'd have to say, well, that that train station is a person. So unless, hey, this is where it gets weird, because it shouldn't have happened in the first place. Why the fuck anyone would marry a train station? That's like me saying, oh, I, I really like the TV I bought from Curry's the other day. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit of a bit of a TV relationship for the rest of my life. It's madness. And it's clearly a mental disorder, and it's taken way out of proportion. But if anything, it makes a mockery of the process of marriage. Yeah, of course. It anyway, because if it's a bind, if it's a legal binding between two people, you're now saying that inanimate objects are, are basically can speak for themselves in that relationship as people. And even if a representative from the train company or the train station decided to allow this to happen, that's. It's not the same thing as perceiving that train station as something. And it, it just gets weird. And I don't think it's a healthy thing to let people like that marry their car or marry a train station. They should be they should get help for their mental condition and not we shouldn't I know it sounds a little unfair. We're basically saying that you can't express your love to whatever object you're affectionate to. But that's 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 not normal. But then Going forward, if people have feelings towards robots or artificial intelligence, and that's essentially the same argument that we're going to have to have, it's not a person, but when technology evolves to the point, and who are we to say that an AI is not a person if it acts and mm. perceives itself as, as a As long person. as it can th free think, then yeah. technically it's able to make its own decisions, and if it wants to be in love with a person and the person wants to be in love with a the robot, then that's kind of... And that makes sense, but when it comes to a like a laptop or a TV or a train station, there's no feedback from the no. second party. So how can the law allow that to happen? And that's why the whole concept of marriage becomes a joke then. If you can get married to a train station, well, what, you can get married, what the hell can you get married to? Can you get married to absolutely anything, can you? Yeah. And it's not. So what was the answer to the original question then? Is marriage outdated or is it still a need for it? It shouldn't be pushed as a stereotype for society, I don't think. Because it's one of the goals, isn't it? And when you, you've got your goals in sort of life where you, know, you'll, you leave school, qualifications, and you'll get a job, and then you'll move on to meeting somebody, then you'll get engaged. It's sort of like all stages we're it's expected to go through. Like, yeah. Then it's marriage, I then children, and then after general, that it all falls apart. Yeah, there shouldn't be a stereotype anymore of how we, our lives should run. Yeah. It should be completely up to the individual person on how they want their lives to run so if they want marriage go for it but it should never be part of the norm so outdated i think so it certainly <laughs> needs to be revised yeah I, I i was i was i would say so which is really bad from my point <laughs> what i just don't think it should be pushed as much uh, there shouldn't be as um uh, there shouldn't be pressure on everyone to to conform to some norm most of society had no saying making the norm. If you don't want to get married, fine. If you don't, great. If you do, you shouldn't have to spend tens of thousands on it to make yourself go bankrupt. If you've got the money to do it, then great. It's yours to spend. But yeah, I don't think it should I, be. I'm going to target a question now directly at you, Carl. Are you going to get married? No comment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Right, okay, well, I'm going to end that there then because I'm starving to death. Yeah, I was mm. I'm wasting away. I've lost two chins. <laughs> so tune in in a couple of weeks' time where we discuss Chris's divorce. And 
And in the meantime, get over to our Patreon page, Mart's World Podcast on Patreon, and donate some money, help support the podcast, and join in the conversations. Goodbye. Take care. Thank you.